drinks are here. I'll always remember you this drunk day. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> that was so good. Are you kidding me? Hey, everybody. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. I am the drunken cowboy. Ooh. Buying property in Arizona looking boy who discovers queens off in drag shows. Zenobia. And I am your tragically famous. <laughs> <laughs> Always in love with the bad boy, Lenny. Ooh. And here on Lights, Camera, Cocktails. We pair amazing cocktails, cocktails? with amazing movies. Models. <laughs> Tonight is no different. Except no it, different. It is semi-different. Lenny is out there in the world doing stuff. So she's at her sister's house right now. And so she has to be extra quiet. So she sounds like she's bored and tired. She's not. She's just being respectful to sleeping people. While this here on true. the West Coast, it's not that late. So you can be as loud as the hell you, you want. So I'm ready to drink. I am very ready to drink tonight. So Zenobia, why don't we tell these lovely folks what we are watching tonight? So during our crush month, We've been doing movies on actors that we have big crushes on. And I personally have a huge crush on Mr. Bradley motherfucking Cooper. Wow, wow, wow. So in honor of my huge crush that I have on this talented man, I thought I'd do his best work of art till this point in his career. To the day, yeah. Yeah. So we're doing A Star is Born with also uh. m- another crush that I love, Lady Gaga. Hey, girl. Lady Gaga, for sure. Hey, girl. This is like a double. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Double whammy for this one. Yes. So in and Dave Chappelle and and Sam Elliott. I mean, this is just a really sexy, good looking. Yes, Sam Elliott can get it. I know he's old as fuck, but that voice and his just like demeanor, he can get it. (laughs) I don't care how old is he. The mustache (laughs) seems like he's a, a gentle lover. Yeah, I, I bet he's got that. And Anthony Ramos is in... Oh, my God. There's just so many crushes in this movie. I just can't. Okay. So. I just can't. I can't. So, in honor of Jack, we are going to be drinking a vodka tonic. Now, if you are a fanatic fan of this movie, you will know that he is drinking a gin and tonic because he asked for gin. Yeah. But if you are a fan of our show, you will know that we are not a big we- fan of gin. We can't do gin. Not on this show. Not that we don't love the taste of it. It's just the (laughs) reaction of the way that we deal with the gin and having to do this show is not the best. So we only throw gin in there once in a while. I didn't think that we could both take a drink that is mainly just gin. So (laughs) we subbed it up for a vodka tonic. You could do a gin and tonic for this. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. So I am not a tonic drinking lady. So I've never really had a gin and tonic or a vodka tonic because it just never they're not sweet enough they never sounds like what i want so mm-hmm. 
I'm kind of excited for tonight. Yeah. So what you're going to need is you're going to need a highball glass or a, a.k.a. a Collins glass. And you're going to fill it all up with ice. You're going to put two ounces of vodka. You're going to put one fourth ounce of lime juice. And then you're going to top it with some tonic water and a lime wedge for garnish. And you're going to just stir it. This is a non-shaken drink. And we talked about last week about shaking and stirring. So we stir in this one. Mm-hmm. And that is a vodka tonic. Very Such simple, you guys. If you guys don't know how to make this one, you should try it. It's, it's very it. easy to make. All right. So you ready? Yeah, Cheers I'm ready. To this. Cheers. Cheers. Jackson, Maine. Mm-hmm. I love it. I, I love a good vodka tonic, though. I'm going to say... I really like this. I would put some mint in it because it would taste more like a mojito. Like to mojito. Me. <laughs> Which so is my funny. fucking drink. Just, she just always wants to come back to that mojito. I love mojitos, man. That's one of my favorite <laughs> cocktails. So, um, but this is good. I'm... I honestly think just lime juice and tonic is just such a refreshing, beautiful, bright drink to try. So, yes. so adding a little vodka, we know that vodka is the ultimate mixer, so yep. really doesn't change it too much. And it's just a nice, refreshing drink. Also, in honor of Mr. Bradley Cooper, who is a ex-alcoholic who no longer drinks, you too can make your own vodka tonic mocktail by just not adding any fucking vodka in it. Boom. And I do know some people who don't drink, but don't like to get hassled for not drinking, and they will order something similar to this because it will look exactly like a cocktail, and no no one's the wiser. Exactly. So there you go, Mr. Bradley Cooper. I know you're a fan of ours. um, So (laughs) I wanted to throw that out there so that you can drink along with us. Not feel left out. You're so sweet and thoughtful for your crush. For my future hubby. (laughs) So are you ready for a little bit of her story? Give me that her story. Okay, so... (laughs) <laughs> I was going to add more, but I was like, fuck it. Okay. No, give it to me. I want it. I want more. Give me a little more. With a little bit of hell story. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, like I said, tonic is something that your girl never really fucking drank before. So, I decided that I was going to do some research on tonic water. Get it, girl. Because I don't Let's believe do we've this. had it on the show. I really don't think I've had it on the show, but we might have. No, I think, That's we, awesome. I think we've only had, like, love soda and shit. So, here we go. So, in the 1700s, doctors yeah. discovered that Quinny is what was found on these trees. Quinny is a property that is found on these trees that are called fever trees. And it can help fix a lot of things. And back in the 1700s, they realized that it would help cure malaria. Like if you took enough of it, you wouldn't get malaria. Or if you had malaria, it could cure malaria. And so they were like, ooh, girl, this stuff is awesome. And so people in India would take it all the time. And Quinny became really popular. But it is a very bitter taste to it. So people would mix it with, you know, water and fruits 
So in sugars to like get that non-bitter taste so that people would take their medicine and not get sick, which is brilliant. I don't know whose idea, who figured this out, but like it saved so many people. And when the British started going down and going around, they started to get the quinny and they would grind it down and they would add it to wine so that it'd be easier to transport um, and it would stay fresh longer. And then also once you need to take your quinny, you just drink some wine with it. So like, why not? (laughs) So um, it was how they transported it. And they realized they also realized all the health benefits that they could get from it, even with that bitter ass taste. So they would go to places like Peru, Ecuador, and these places wanted to protect the trade of the fever tree in the Quinny because they saw, oh shit, the white man's coming through here and he's going to like wipe out all of our shit and we're going to, he's going to leave us broke, which is. That sounds about right. That is their classic MO. That is their MO. So (laughs) what they started doing, they started taxing people like, hey, girl, if you're going to come take our Quinny, you need to pay us, which they Mm -hmm. did. And so it did make these countries some money for a little bit until British white people were like, you know what? We're just going to take these trees and just go uh, plant them other places. Then we don't have to come talk to you, which is what ended up happening. But it did not stop the spread of this awesome tonic. Which, again, what ended up happening was sailors, British sailors who were in India would be given the quinny to help them not get sick. And mm-hmm. they would also use some of their ration of gin and they would make mix all this shit together and make a gin and tonic okay. kind of cocktail. And eventually, you know, they added other alcohols to it, like vodka, and mm-hmm. uh, started making these cocktails. Now, the health story part of it is awesome. So tonic water can help you with, you know, malaria, obviously. It can also help you cure fevers if you have a fever i would say give you give your kids some tonic water or if you have leg cramps you have restless leg syndrome go ahead and drink some tonic and it will help my mother does it all the time when she gets a leg cramp of any kind she's like give me my tonic water and you know what i think that is awesome because i personally did not know that and the past two nights i have had like restless leg syndrome going down Mm -hmm. and i'm excited to go to bed (laughs) because My legs are going to feel good after tonight. Um, Perfect. And it also helped internal hemorrhoids. So if you got those, take some tonic. If you have varicose veins... No shit, It helps with that. I don't know if you need to rub it on it or drink it. I would do both. Why not? (laughs) Take a bath in it like J-Lo does with milk. Just... Yep. It also helps with period cramps. So ladies... If you are feeling really bad and don't feel like going to go get some Midol, just go to your bar downstairs. Hopefully you have a bar in your house like we do. Like we do. And uh, get your tonic water on. Get your tonic on. Yeah, and it helps a lot of other things as well. So I did not know that. And we are both drinking the uh, Fever Tree tonic water. And mine is premium Indian. Mine's Mediterranean. And it's it's good. It's not as bitter as I thought it was going to be. After reading all this mm-hmm. shit, I was like, oh shit, this sounds like I'm not going to like it. No, it's But it's nice. really good. I think what's key is I also, they it's a natural carbonated spring water, which I found really interesting. Mm-hmm. Out of all the videos that I, and articles and stuff that I read about tonic water, everybody was using fever tree tonic water. So Mm -hmm. I was like, girl, why would I drink anything else? If why, why? And I'm glad that I did get this instead of another kind, because it actually is just good on its own. It is. It really is good. And we're matching. So it's really cute. We were. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) 
So that's a little bit of history. I love it. I love a little health. I love a little health story. I love a little herstory. I love it when we can get both. Yep, a little bit of both. Mm. All right. So, are you ready? <gasps> is it for? Is it, oh the motherfucking In, drinking, drinking game? Yes. yes sir. Let's okay. do this, girl. Let's just get hammered. It's time for this motherfucking drinking game, bitch. Let's get like let's get Jackson Maine fucked up tonight. Like peeing on the gram like peeing on the Grammys. No peeing on the Grammys. I'm peeing on the Grammys. <laughs> tonight is the night. <laughs> okay. Like when you go up for your award, I wanna be sitting on the stairs and being like, Did you win? You just won. You want me to come up there? Should I come up there? <laughs> should I should I come up there? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. I would have like if I was her best friend or whoever was sitting at that table with her, I would have been like, Jackson, get your ass. Yeah, I don't know. Over why. here. Her manager almost like loved it but like hated it but loved it. Like why wouldn't he immediately grab him and hold him down? Like, dude, just like chill. Okay, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. So it's time for the motherfucking drinking game. And you gonna take one simp when they play on stage. Oh. So this is not just them going on stage to get an award. They have to be in front of an audience or in front of a camera performing to have uh, your drink. Oh. Okay. So Shallow, when she goes the first time ever, they perform on stage together is for Shallow. Are you, does it have to be them together together though? Or is it like solo? Like when she's singing like... No, they could be solo. Okay, so when they're at the drag club, both yeah, of them. Yeah, so okay. when it comes up and he sings, By the wayside, doom, 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 boom, 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 and it's just <laughs> him and his band, you gonna take a sip. And if it's just her singing about, where you going with an ass like that, what is that for? <laughs> Why'd you do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to me? Such a bad song. That's my least favorite song on this whole thing. I was like, I get what we're doing here. I Lady get Gaga, it. You are better than that. Yeah. How do, how do you not hear it? How do you not hear it? She was new. Like, how does she? She just is happy that she's there. I know. So, so you're going to take a simp when they're on stage. You're going to take a simp when there's talk about Ali's nose. So, like, where he's just like, I'm, I'm going to think about your nose all night. You're showing me your nose right now? Yeah. You don't have to show it to me. I've been looking at it all night. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm going to be thinking not. about your nose for a very You're long time. You're full of shit. I'm not full of shit. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. You know, I will dream about your nose. Your billboard. Look at the whole billboard <laughs> should be your nose. Should be your nose. You always said you like my nose. I love your nose. <laughs> it's real big up there. I wish it was bigger up there. <laughs> the whole thing should just be your fucking nose. <laughs> Fuck all those people who ever said anything. Like, yeah, for all those people who talked about your big ass, beautiful nose. <laughs> One, I love that. He's Can just like me. so cute about it. Like off the bat, he's just like, I, I love your nose. And it, Later, unique, she's beautiful. Yeah, I love him. No. Okay, you gonna take a simp when Jack takes a simp? <laughs> oh shit! So when Jack drinks something, it's usually alcohol. Mm-hmm. You gonna take a simp? Can we get this man anything he wants, please? Uh, can I get a uh, gin on the You got your gin and tonic? You simp your gin and tonic. But know that us Lights Camera Cocktail Girls, we just could not. I just love that vodka. <laughs> I yeah, I can do vodka. I can I, just I'm, do vodka all day, every day. So yeah, every time he takes a simp, 
Like that jackass manager, he's like, no drink? No drink. What's that? No drink. No socks. <laughs> Touche. Touche, mate. No. no socks. Like he's just like <laughs> trying to find something to say, and it's like I'm trying why? to be on my best behavior, bitch. I know. Like why you gotta point it out? Like why you gotta try to make me feel like a dick? If somebody said that to me, I definitely would be like, "You're right. Why don't I have a drink? Like that's not good." <laughs> <laughs> don't don't remind him he's supposed to be drinking. I know. Like that's what I really feel like he was intentionally sabotaging the whole time. I think that he didn't think that they were going to get married. I think he thought they were going to date for a long time. And all the scandal that they would have had in their relationship would have made her go up higher. Yeah. Yeah. So he was just like, yeah, do your thing. But once, like, you know, she married him, it was like, fuck. I don't We might not be able to get rid of this guy. Yeah. But, like, he is the reason why she has the confidence that she has. I mean, even though he's a dick. He's... Like that whole scene where he's just like, you're embarrassing. I don't know, maybe I just fucking failed you. It just kills me. I'm sorry. You failed me? Yeah, you're embarrassing. And it's just, you know, I feel I'm embarrassing? Yeah, I just, you know, I'm not fucking embarrassing. You're you, embarrassing. You, and you know what you're doing you know, is you're so embarrassed of I your fucking self you know. that you got to put me down. You're, you're ugly and you're not. I'm trying to tell you. Oh. And you're ugly and, you know, like all these horrible fucking shit. Yeah. Don't call me ugly while I'm naked. What kind of shit is that? I know. I did not. I did not remember because I guess it's been a while since I watched this movie, but I totally did not remember that Lady Gaga is completely naked, full frontal in that movie. I was not ready. I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that. It was a that. brief second, but... Oh, yeah. yeah I, and I was like, whoa. She looks good. <laughs> she she's looks a, good. She's a total babe. She is. So, yeah. You're going to take a simp when... Take a simp. I just want to take another look at you. Oh. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. I love that line. Yes. So, when that is said, which is said a couple times in this movie... You gonna take a sip? Take a sip. You gonna take a sip every time Ali's dad talks about being a singer. <laughs> he was like, I was in the car and he said that I was. Who could have been a crooner? <laughs> right? You remember what Paul said? Paul Anker told me I had more natural talent than Frank. That's a direct quote. Sinatra. He was like, yes, that's a quote. That's like he's just. And they all can, they all say it too. I can quote it. <laughs> yep. Every time that he does that, I think that is hilarious. The sweetest thing ever. Yeah. You take a simp. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> you gonna take a simp when Jack can't hear. So if he hears that high frequency or someone has to repeat what they say to him. What's that? Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, great. You gonna take a simp. Tinnitus. Yeah, he's having his issues. It's a killer. Once you get it, it never goes away. I mean... Isn't that the sad? He said that, and he, and he was like, and look, I became a singer. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that just makes his whole story that much sadder, because it's like, he will not be able to be someone like a Willie Nelson who can do it until they're like a thousand years old still, because yeah. his hearing is going to go away. It will. Yeah. So you gonna take a sip when Allie... Stand by Allie. Ladies and gentlemen... Allie. Allie! Poor Jack is said. My friend Jackson Maine. I'm in a cop bar with Jackson Maine. It's like. Jackson Maine. So anytime somebody says either one of their names, oh. his full name. That's the thing about when you get famous, people start saying your full name. 
whenever you become famous, it feels like people just say your full name. Jackson Maine. That's not true, because Allie became famous and she was just fucking Allie until the end. Hello, I'm Allie Maine. She took his na- she took his last name. I think that was a big that was a big thing. You didn't realize that she takes his name at the end. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. So, we'll talk. We'll talk. You gonna take a simp when someone plays on a piano? So this one's really cool because you know, Ali just plays on the piano, and so does Jack. Just like kind of randomly sometimes, mm-hmm. it, even when they're not working on a song. So anytime those are thrown in the mix, go ahead and. Take a sip. I love where she's like in their little piano room watching him and the dog play. And she's yeah. just like, and I'm just, and I had a beautiful view of you and Charlie playing in the background. And she's just like playing the piano. So perfect. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I think my favorite is at the very, very end when he plays I'll Never Love Again for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one gets me every time. <laughs> Fucking Bradley Cooper. Fucking Bradley Cooper. <laughs> All right. So. You're going to finish your drink when we meet Bobby. Yeah, call Bobby. Stubborn son of this guy. So this is like Bobby coming out trying to get him to put on the fucking the hearing things. And he's just like, do you still want to be like, if you want to leave, you can leave. You know, the door is wide open if you, you know want to go. Don't start that shit. Don't start with that shit. Don't start with that shit. Take this. Put them in your, I'm trying to help you out, bitch. Because once it's gone, it's gone. It was just gone, it's gone. So we're just trying to keep it at bay. But if you don't do this, it doesn't matter. Nope. And it's his brother, <laughs> Bobby. It's easier without you. I do not blame him. Yes, it definitely is. But he ends by saying, if you get into trouble, call, call me. me. I'm still here to help you, but I just don't want to work for you anymore because that shit was a, sh- a shit the- show. And they're brothers, too. You're going to finish your drink in that. Sexy hot bathtub scene oh, so where they're sitting there kissing. She's putting her little fake eyebrows on him. And, uh, oof, and that's a scene. There. Yeah, you go finish your drink because yeah, it's hot in here. Yeah, those bubbles get me riled up. Around up. You're going to finish your drink at the Grammy Awards. Oh, shit. So when Allie goes up there to win her award and Jack follows her and falls on the stairs and comes up he's like look you're on the big screen like he's never <sighs> never been on a stage in his life so and bad. like so bad and he pees on himself and he pees himself this is a dream come true and all i can say is believe in yourself and don't give up because there is a spot on that stage for you the night She and then, and then collapse. She does. She does. She, she tries. She tries to cover him. Go finish your drink because we all need to finish our drink. Yeah, on that at one. that like, point, you just got to be like, oh, fuck. I also say if you want to finish your drink when Jack completes suicide, that's on you. I just kind of didn't want to do that one. That's on you. If you'd like to add that one to your finish your drink because that scene is quite intense. Yeah, that is an intense scene. I would say maybe not at that moment exactly, but when it's Bobby at the end, when he's sitting there with Allie and he's like, this is a story that's been told over and over and over again. It's just the same 12 notes. Jack talked about how music is essentially 12 notes between any octave. 12 notes and the octave repeats. It's the same story told over and over. Forever. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 
I love that whole conversation. Is there anything else you would add to the motherfucking uh, drinking game? No, you got it solid, personally. That's, like, pretty solid. Pretty Thank you. solid. You're welcome. Very good job. It's not my first rodeo, you guys. <laughs> I've been fucking doing this shit for, like, three years now. Like, I am ready She's for a whole book of a drinking game. I could. <laughs> well, then that is the completely perfect drinking game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You did it. I did it. Okay. Yeah, so, so are you ready for the stats? Give me those stats, stats, stats. I need those stats, stats, stats. Let me hear those stats, stats, stats. Stat me up. Yes, I'm about to give you some stats. Stats, stats, stats. stats, stats. Okay, so A Star is Born came out in 1937. No, I'm just joking. Okay, so A Star is Born came out October 5th. 2018 baby. Ooh, baby. So not too many years ago. No. Like two years ago, because I don't count 2020 at all. Like it never happened. So it's only been like two years. Mm. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I'm down with it. I am down to clown, you know. <laughs> um, and the budget for this movie was thirty-six million dollars, which <laughs> seems kind of incredible by the standards of what they completed on this Mm -hmm. so if you transfer that into 2021 money it's just about it's over 37 million dollars so not too much no but it made worldwide 436 million dollars oh my god so if you translate that in 2020 that'd be 459 million dollars so this movie made money lots of money yes damn wow that's intense i did not expect to see that is how much money it made i know Wow. Bradley Cooper, look at you. Your first movie out the gate and you're making like fucking Steven Spielberg size numbers. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Wow. That's so awesome. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes. You ready? I'm ready. Give it to me. Rotten Tomatoes. What do they want? Critics. 90%. Beautiful. Classic. That's great for critics. So yeah. I will give you that. Yeah. Audience. Perfect. 79%. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with y'all. Whoa. How you let the critics be higher than you? Wow, really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know why. I don't either. It's a solid film. So that means fans of this movie like us, get your ass out there and vote it because I already did. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that's kind of surprising. But okay. Was it, I mean, maybe a lot of people are just like, oh, it's just another remake. But this is like one of the best I've seen of this movie. Yes. So the ZZ Fresh. Yeah. Is a hundred. I really can't find anything that I don't like about this movie. I love the casting. I love the music. I love the cinematography. I love the story arcs of everybody. I just love this movie. I love Bradley Cooper. I love Lady God. I just love everything about this movie. There's really nothing that I can find to like really hate on this movie except the song that we are supposed to not really like. Why did you do that, do that, do that, do that, do that to me? I can't. I hate it. I hate that song. I hate it. And you did that at Saturday Night Live, girl? No. I know. And there was one time that I really, when she's in the bathtub and she's like, why did I think I could do this? Like, I mean, one song's okay, but a whole album? Like, what was I thinking? Uh, I love that scene. I think it's great. She does not look great. Who put that outfit together? 
I kind Polka of... dots with this weird glitter like stripes. The skirt was gorgeous. Yeah. Loved it. You could different have just top. had some different top and I would have been all about it. But those are the two things that really bugged me in this movie. And they're very minor that they don't even get any anything on the score. I will say, I think that they did that because you notice a big change between her style and what her presence and what she looks like from when she's like the old alley to what this producer manager moves her to become. And it becomes, she becomes unrecognizable to Jackson. Like that's kind of the big thing. I get so that. I think maybe that was the choice. Cause I, I agree as well. Like when she goes to visit him in rehab, I'm like, what are you wearing? Where are you wearing? That's another one too, but I could have been, I was oh, better with that one than the other one where I was just like, what are you? That skirt is too cute for you to be ruined with this top. Cute, uh, skirt is so freaking cute. I would say Lenny's Est would be 97%. Solid film. I The story was great. The adaptation of it to become like the modern Star is Born. I love the soundtrack. It's a, it's yeah. a solid, beautiful soundtrack. It like really makes it a musical, which I really super love. Great acting. So much respect for all of the acute realism that Cooper is trying to get in this film. It makes it so real. I love the quick edits. It's just damn near perfect the way that he edits the film. And it's not surprising, even to the very end when I said, like, I love that last edit scene when she's singing this very heartfelt song. And then all of a sudden it just cuts to him singing it to her. You're like... Fuck. For the first time, yeah. Oh, oh. So good. Such a good cut. So, yeah, 97%. Love you. Love the, you. Yes, this movie is great. It's great. So, yeah, that's uh, the stats. The stats. Give me those stats. I'm excited to see what Bradley's going to do now that he has this. I know, he's got this reputation now to do whatever the hell he wants. I think he's going to be like our generation of like Clint Eastwood. Whoa. He would love Right? That. Okay. I would. That sounds a little better of what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I trust that. Or I hope it's going to happen. So can I just give you guys a little bit of movie history on a star is born? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Okay. So this movie is a remake of a remake of a remake. So let's start at the beginning. The history of A Star is Born. The first movie came out in 1937 with Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. Now, this is the only one out of the four movies that I have not personally seen. But this is the one that kicks off the whole franchise of all these movies anyway. Mm -hmm. So apparently the girl, Esta is from a small Midwestern town. She moves to Hollywood to be an actress. She gets a waitress job at some private rich person's party. Some guy notices her and decides that he's going to make her into a star. And so the stars of 1937 would be movie stars. Mm -hmm. So he turns her into a movie star and they do the same thing as in change her name, change her hair, change her whole persona and make her into Vicky Lester and her dude can't handle it. He does break up the Academy Award and was like, Hey bitch, I won an Academy Award and none of this shit even mattered. And he does his drunk rant and stuff. Now he, out of all of them, it seems like is the worst. The worst probably. Yeah. He is too upset that his star is falling and hers is rising instead of like loving her for that. Yeah. So this movie I have not seen. But 
if you want to watch it, I totally think that you should. And it was a hit and it was nominated for some Oscars. So the second movie comes out in 1954 with Judy Garland and James Mason and it is a roller coaster ride. Yeah. So there's a whole, I'm sure there's podcasts out there about how that Star is Born was made because it was very, there's a lot of shit behind the scenes that happened and within the process of making that movie in general. Yeah. But the story basically follows the same lines except that Judy Garland is a singer with like a band and she wants to be a singer. She does a show where this drunk guy comes out on, he's famous and comes out on the stage and wrangles him and gets him off the stage and he follows her around and listens to her sing and he's just like, I'm going to make you into a star. (laughs) And the stars of 1950s were movie stars as well but especially people who did movie musicals like judy garland herself so in the 50s you know singing in the rain the king and i guys and dolls anchors away all these movies the wizard of oz all of them came out around these times and they were huge so of course the queen of movie musicals judy garland would be the star yeah it would be the star that was born and uh so she is a big movie musical star her husband is a just a drunk again whose mm-hmm. career is tanked because nobody wants to hire a drunk. So he goes to the Academy Awards and his speech is sadder where he's just like, I just need a job, you guys. That's it. Just somebody hire me. Somebody just hire me. It's a little just more. Someone yeah. Hire me. yeah, it's a little more sadder. You feel for him other than the other one. And he has to deal with that. Plus he ends up getting called Mr. Lester as her husband and he didn't like yeah he didn't like that i believe that happens in the first three movies Mm -hmm. they all get called mr lester and they don't like that and so he can't handle it and he kills himself the same i don't know how the first guy goes like i said i hadn't watched that movie if i'm spo- spoiler alert i'm trying not to spoil too much obviously you know these people are going to die because the story is yeah and heads up if you, this is a it is a very serious conversation to be had there is talk of drugs addiction abuse alcoholic abuse and suicide and if you're not comfortable with that if that is very triggering to you then we love you but you probably shouldn't be listening to this episode but or if you need to reach out to somebody and talk to someone uh please do so because it's it is a very serious issue but we will be talking about those three very heavy topics of discussion so just everyone be please be aware yeah and um, so oh god the way he kills himself in this movie is just so tragically beautiful it's one of my favorites out of all of them that i've seen it is the best one Mm -hmm. like in the judy garland one he kind of just walks walks into into the the ocean ocean and it's over and like like they do in this one all the ladies end up taking some form of their man's name if not the entire name itself and so judy garland she was nominated for Best actress. Best actress. She lost. And people say that it was stolen from her, which I think it was because some of the best acting that I've ever seen her ever do, it was in that movie. Mm -hmm. The scene where she has to tell her manager, like how much she loves and hates her man because she she thought love was enough and it's not and it's just this horrible pain you really feel it there's a whole story about how you know they made that scene as well wow. for her to dig into her real life because in real life Julie Garland was kind of that guy like yeah. she was the drunk star mm-hmm. who 
had a lot of things. So that movie, it took nine months to f- finish filming the 1950s A Star is Born because she had so many issues with substance abuse that she would take so many, so like 46 days off. Uh, the third movie came out in 1976 uh, and it obviously stars Miss Barbara Streisand. Which I was low-key addicted to this movie for a long time. <laughs> It is a good, it's really good. And Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. and they both were nominated and they fucking did a good job. They changed the way that the story format goes uh, for A Star is Born. Instead of her trying to be a movie star, she is, they are musicians. Yeah, this is the fish, the official turnover into the different the style of a star. And it totally worked, especially for the 70s mm-hmm. of, you know, having Woodstock and all these other big festivals out there that the way that stars were perceived was different than it was in the 50s and the 30s. So, you know, he looks a lot more like a Jim Morrison type of character. And she is just, I don't know, I feel like she's just Barbara. She's <laughs> yeah. Barbara, baby. She's just Barbara. I love her. She has like black backup singers that give her this like soulfulness. Mm-hmm. I love her style. I love that movie because uh, all of the clothes that she clothes. wore in that movie were out of I her know. closet. Those are, those all, are all her own clothes. clothes. I love her. And it does say that in the credits, it says costumer, Miss Streisand, all clothes came mm-hmm. out of her closet. That's what it, it says, says on the it. fucking so credits, epic. you guys. It says it. So epic. There also was a lot of drama in behind making that movie as well. Oh, um, yeah. And one day we might go back and do one of these just to give you another A Star mm-hmm. is Born. But that version is the only version of the movie that out of all four of the movies that did not win an That's Academy Award. They kind of yeah. got chipped. The critics really did not like the movie. I like the movie. I think that it's good. It's a cool concept. They look hot oh, together. Yeah. And... I love that, you know, it has that 70s mm-hmm. feel. Everything has that great 70s feel. So Which just makes me really bummed because yeah. Streisand just does such a good job. <laughs> she does such she a good does. job in that film, but it's fine. It's fine. So with that version, there's a lot of similarities between all mm-hmm. of these movies. One of the things that does pop up in most of these movies is the line, I just want to take another look at yeah, you. Yeah, isn't that so cool that it's in all four films? I love that Cooper yeah, specifically made up. sure that he kept that in too. That was a real, that was clever. That was clever. Yes. The bathtub scene where, the hot bathtub scene we mm-hmm. talked about where she's putting makeup, her eyebrows on them and they're just like getting, getting it on. Is also kind of an homage to the 1974 Barbara Streisand one because it was she does the same thing by putting makeup on Chris's mm-hmm. face while they're in the tub doing some hot stuff. So a lot of these things, Bradley Cooper, he kind of like took a little from everybody and and kept mm-hmm. it going. So let's see what else. There's the beginning homage to Judy Garland when she's singing Over the Rainbow and they did the, the lighting rainbow. perfectly to make it look like a yellow brick road because they did it was all brick and then they had it. Yellow, yeah. the yellow light. Mm-hmm. I loved that cascade. It was beautiful. These movies are really great. I would say if you love this one, go ahead and watch the rest of them. Now, The Star is Born from Judy Garland all the way down to Lady Gaga is on HBO Max as we speak. I did rewatch them this week because it had been a very long time since I saw the Judy Garland one and the Barbara Streisand one. Like, Probably junior high 
is like the last time I saw all yeah. of those. So I had to rewatch them, but HBO is cool enough to have most of them on there. Now, I don't know where to get the first one, which I will look for because I would like to be be cool and be like, I'm That would be all. really neat. I would, I would also, let me know when you find it because I would like to be also mm. able to say, I've seen them all now. It's amazing. <laughs> and so hopefully in another 30 years, there'll be another Stars Born for that generation because I feel like every generation kind of gets their own Stars Born. Yeah, I'm kind of ready to be my parents' age and watching it and being like, they ain't got nothing on Lady Gaga. Where's Bradley <laughs> know, Cooper? Exactly. Like, you know, like... <laughs> So I'm excited to know that this legacy yeah. is going on. All of these movies, all of them had made a yeah. lot of money. So none of them have failed ever. So uh, I think it's it's, it's nice because in through the decades, it's able to still have a very honest and real approach to each story. And you get to see yeah. all the different ways that each character has to deal with becoming a star and another star kind of slowly fading. And it, mm-hmm. it keeps up with each time. And I like the different approaches that each storyline takes. And this one makes it more modern for all of us to kind of relate to and understand and and watch Allie. I mean, like we said before, it's hard to watch Allie be this incredible, honest and beautiful, true artist. And then she starts to morph into this different style that's unrecognizable to even her husband. One thing that the new movie does that all the other ones do not is that Bradley Cooper changed their names. Yes, yes um, he did. All of the previous movies, her name is always Esther, and she ends up changing her name to Vicky mm-hmm. Lester. Except I don't believe Barbara no. Streisand does. I think she keeps yes. hers Esther. Hers is still Esther, so she doesn't have her fake name. But Bradley Cooper changed the names. I can't remember what like Jack's name is in the other ones. So they did. They yeah. just like completely cha- changed the style. I think he was trying to go very country, very... Yeah, and I think that Esther is kind of an outdated mm-hmm. name. Not that there aren't any Esther, because I personally have a friend named Esther who's in her 20s. So, like, it is, is there still Esthers out there? But, yeah, I think that was a cool step away from it. Like, I don't really need to keep yeah. this name. Vicky Lester, it doesn't ring the same as it did in, like, 1954 as it does in mm-hmm. 2018, you know? So I applaud that he pulls bits and pieces from all of them, but he really flushes out the characters in this one where they each have their own support mm-hmm. system besides each other, which is something that all of the other movies lack. That's a little bit of movie history on the Star Born. Thank you. Thank you for going yeah. through that. You're welcome because the Judy Garland Star is Born is like three hours long, people. It's a lot. <laughs> it is really long. I had to watch I it in parts. I, I, I didn't. I, can, I, I did watch a little bit of the Barbara Streisand earlier today when I was in bed. I was like, mm-hmm. let me just start watching a little bit of it. But then I was like, no, don't do it. <laughs> so, Bradley Cooper, girls. Oh, boy. Look at her. This she's is already. Our second time talking she's about gushing it. already. Look at that blush. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So, we've already talked about B Coop in. I love her. 
The Hangover. So you can go ahead and listen to that one. That was a really, really good episode. It was our New Year's Eve episode going into 2020, where we thought that the world was going to be our oyster in the upcoming year. And boy, how wrong we were. But it's good to look back that we had hope. And that episode was hilarious. We we were actually in Vegas. Beautiful. Recording that Beautiful. one. Beautiful. <laughs> this is his directorial debut, debut, so we have to give him a little shout out. Yes. And he really did put his foot in yeah. it. Like he did so much to make this movie the way that it is. I kind of feel like this movie should be like a star is dead because it's more his story than, you know, her story. I mean, right? No, Am I wrong? At all. I, I feel as though they beautiful. It's, it's the first time in all the movies that it really gives him so much attention and so much history on his character that you really connect and feel for him. But that's what I love is that they have the balance of the two of them so well in place in this movie. And that's attributing to Bradley. Like he has so much heart in this film that he wanted to tell the story of Jack, but also tell the story of Allie and their love, which is just so apparent and so beautiful. Yes. So yeah, let's just fucking dive in about Mr. Bradley Cooper. So originally he was cast as Jack and they were talking about having Clint Eastwood direct it and that Allie would be played by no other than the queen bee, her motherfucking self, Beyonce, which I did not know that until this week, actually doing research. But when I was watching this movie, I was like... God, it kind of would be cool if it was like an yeah, interracial it would have been really cool. uh, mm-hmm. couple. And I'm like, like, who would you use? And Beyonce. I'm like, Beyonce or maybe Rihanna. But I think Beyonce is a better actor than Rihanna. So you would have had a better chance of, whoa. Oh, no, you don't well, I just really loved Rihanna in Guava Island. Yeah, but think about her in Dream I know, she Girls was amazing. And like the emotion <laughs> she had, she had to emote. No, no, for sure. So for playing this type of role, I would say that I personally would have cast mm-hmm. Beyonce but I've loved Lady Gaga since the start yeah. so I was never yeah. mad at that it would have been a very weird we could have saw Bradley Cooper and Beyonce kissing and having sex which would have been, been kind of hot interesting yeah it would have been really cool to see I would have liked it yeah I would have kind of liked it but you know whatever whatever, whatever. It, it's fine and so Bradley kind of was just like I don't think that I'm old enough to play Jack and you know, I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know. And so eventually stuff kind of fell through. Beyonce ended up falling out and Clint Eastwood started falling off of the project. And it kind of ended up coming and falling into Bradley Cooper's lap of him being like, well, I want to try my hand yeah. at this. Like, what's the worst that could happen? To be real with you, I think people, even if it was bad, it would have made its money back of $36 yeah. million, really. I mean, it would have made it back because people like us who are fans of the mm-hmm. other ones would have went and saw it anyway, just because it's like, well, it's another yeah. chapter. Let's see what this this generation has to say about being exactly. a celebrity. You know, this one, this generation has to bring in going viral, their video being mm-hmm. on YouTube. I love oh, where the God, dad's so like, cute. or they're like, what's that number down there, me? What's that number down here? That is how many people looked at it. Get the Ooh, fuck yeah. out of here. How do they know how many people looked at it? I think it's like they call it an algorithm. What's an algorithm? That's how many times people view it. I watched it 200 times myself. I watched it 200 times myself. And 200 of those people. That's 200 me. Myself. (laughs) 
He's so proud. I love it. I love it. So yeah, they have to bring that into the aspect Mm -hmm. of all that. And I think that's very smart and great. But it took Bradley three years to get this to us. It was no short Mm -mm. thing. He had to put it all together. And a lot of it had to do with getting Bradley prepared to be Jack. So one day he went to a Willie Nelson concert and he could not keep his eyes off of the Taurus behind Willie Nelson, who happened to be Lucas Nelson. And so after the show, he met up with them and talked to them. And it was just like, dude, I love your music. I think that you're so good. Like, can you like get on this project with me and like help me out? And he's like, yeah, girl, definitely. But we need to get you some vocal lessons. You need to have guitar lessons and you need piano lessons, which he would do like five days a week for like almost a year. Yeah, like a year nonstop. And Lucas would come over and they would hang out in Bradley Cooper's basement and they would sing. Lucas said that Bradley had always been a musician. He just didn't know that he was. Like once he saw what he could do, he was like, all I needed to tell you was to practice. Like that's it. Like you really have this down. Not only did he do that, but Lucas ended up writing seven out of the 18 songs on the soundtrack and Mm -hmm. in the movie are written by him. And if you don't know who he is, he is Willie Nelson's son. And he's actually in this movie with his band. If you see it anytime that Jack's band is up there, there's a guy holding a guitar with very long hair. Mm -hmm. That's him and his band. Now I have had the honor of actually seeing him live and he is amazing ladies and gentlemen like he really is he uh i went a couple years ago jason and smashley bought me and my, my brother and sister-in-law tickets to go to a stevie wonder children's charity event that he has every year at the staples center and like the money goes to like toys for tots and you know you bring toys as well and he has a bunch of different artists come on stage and they perform along with him performing at the end well Lucas went up there and he turned this whole stable center that is full with like black and Mexican people who really probably would not don't really care about Willie Nelson. We're not the biggest fans of him or like really whatever. But like he had us on our feet like we were all like fuck yeah who is this kid like on the way home we like definitely youtubed him like okay we gotta find some videos some songs of him because he sounds super good so i've been a fan for a couple years and when i saw the movie and i saw him i was just oh shit i've fucking seen i've seen him perform i've seen all them perform this is awesome uh so they're him and his band are really in the movie and some of these songs that we love were written by him which i think is amazing Truly amazing and amazing. He just kept Bradley on Mm -hmm. his toes and kept him ready to be a rock star. He's like, look, my dad is one of the oldest rock stars in the world. I've spent my entire life on the road with rock stars forever. And yeah, if anyone can tell you how it is to be a drunken rock star, I think I, I have a good experience. So he had the best person to to show him the way, especially that type of music that Bradley Cooper's character is involved in. Is it country? Bluegrass? Yeah, he's a bluegrass country. Blues? Yeah, he's a blue he's a bluegrass yeah. country band. What's super <laughs> crazy though is that when he when you're talking about uh, Lucas Nelson, uh, the one thing Lucas N- Nelson could not do is get Bradley Cooper confident enough to sing live when they were filming. And there's actually Lady Gaga that 
told Bradley Cooper, she said, listen, I can't stand it when I watch a movie and see people lip syncing. So I love you. You have an incredible voice. And she's the one that encouraged him to constantly keep on rehearsing and getting it right so that they could perform and sing live. And it paid off. I mean, it absolutely paid off. He has an incredible voice. It's absolutely beautiful. And I didn't know this, but he spent over a year working with a dialect coach to lower his voice to get that beautiful, deep train, raspy, gorgeous voice. Uh, Yeah, I have a story on that. I'll tell you later. (laughs) But it's it's totally, he transformed so much in this movie. Not only did he have to do all that shit, but like in this movie, he had to go get bodies tanned, sprayed every 10 days. Okay, to get that, like, drunken cowboy tan. He also had to, like, wear makeup around his, like, eyes to give him bags. And they would do things to give him more bloodshot eyes because he's just, like, a shitty drunk. So he had to wear all of this makeup while Lady Gaga spent the majority of this movie wearing, like, lip balm and moisturizer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have a huge thing about that talking about Gaga because that was a really big deal. It was. And I think that... Right, it was a controversy in in the world, not necessarily. No, yeah, them, it became right? like a huge thing because people were like, "Well, you shouldn't tell a woman how she should present herself into the world," and blah blah blah. All I have to say is, every actor and actress gets told how to look, what makeup to wear, yeah. what their hair looks like, what clothes they wear. That's what we get told. Like we don't come in there like Barbara Streisand and be like, "I brought my closet. I'm going to." No, that is very rare. Otherwise, whatever the director says is yeah. what we do. Like, so if he says, bitch, look yeah. haggard, look well, haggard. I mean, something to, I mean, we'll talk about it. Fuck it. The, the process is what's really a big deal is that it's Gaga. And we know Gaga as she wears a lot of makeup. She has her own makeup, like, makeup company. She wears wigs. Yeah. She wears like fancy ass costumes and clothes, like facial prosthetics. Like that is her... Emma, like that is what she does. She is a visual performance artist. And as the character of Allie, like that, again, we were talking about it again. That's the big change. She's an unknown artist who's just trying to speak her truth, doesn't view herself as being beautiful and has these insecurities as an artist and who she is. And then here comes Jackson Maine, who's like, no, just be who you are. That's who we love about you. And I think that's what Bradley Cooper was trying to encourage Gaga to do um, in the whole process. It's like, I don't want you to wear, I want you to be as natural and beautiful as possible, like an authentic reality of who this artist is so that when she starts to make the transition as this alley artist that we see, it's a huge contrast. Now all of a sudden you're seeing her with the glitz and the glamour and like the big eyeshadow and like all the hair dye. And he's like, who are you? I don't even recognize you anymore. And so it did. It became a huge controversy. People got like really upset about it, but I mean, it wasn't to be offensive in any way. Like I don't, I'm, I'm very sure that Bradley Cooper did not do it to be like, take it off. Like I don't want to see it, but he did. I mean, on I was like, uh, he kind of in did. the aud- in, I mean, in I guess. the audition to like show the producers that he wanted her to be it. Like he had face wipes for her to take off her own makeup. And he told her, he's like, I want you to be completely open and no artifice. Like, I want you to be just completely bare. And she was down, though. She completely, she was like, okay, I trust you. I'm doing it. Because regular bitches like us, 
We don't put makeup on all the goddamn time. Sometimes we just just go because that's just, you know. But if I was a celebrity and I knew that there was going to be people who want selfies and following my car around, yeah, I'm going to put some makeup on because I don't want to end up on TMZ. And they're like, look at Zenobia. She looks like she's dying. She must be sick. Like, no, you don't want, you don't want any of that. So, like, I get it. And uh, I just think that, no, no one should tell a woman what she should or shouldn't do no. with her makeup. But this isn't. Unless yeah, this is an artist thing. It's an actual character. That's <laughs> a character thing. If she came in there looking like Lady Gaga, she would look crazy. People would be like, so it's just Lady Gaga being Lady... Is this the star is born? It's about like... But I love Lady Gaga so, yeah. and I love how she always is challenging the considered norms that we women have to face and what we should look like in fashion and makeup and stuff. And, and Lady Gaga set some really high and beautiful standards as well as free freeing women to just be able to express themselves and look exactly how you want to look whenever you want to look. I personally feel that way as well. I've always just committed to my own style and how I want to look. Well, I mean, we're going to talk more about Lady Gaga. Dude, my personal favorite the real star of the show no i'm just kidding that's you that's not me but i'm obsessed with that dog charlie, charlie? and did you know that's his real dog that's that bradley, is cooper's, bradley dog? cooper's real dog charlie is his father's name it's charlie cooper is his father it's named after his father his late father who was a very important person to him yeah fuck? so that's his actual dog how could you be any cooler? This movie did a lot of things that I feel like most movies should do, but mm-hmm. don't do. Is that they use their own personal stuff. They use their own personal yeah. dog. Lady Gaga's choreographer and dancers are her real choreography and dancers. She brought her concert people who do lighting and brought them on the stage to fucking mm-hmm. fix some lighting up. Like, girl, this doesn't feel or look right. Well, this is like my specialty. Well, that was, that was Bradley Cooper's main objective, right? He wanted to make it as realistic acute realism as possible that was his director view that was his idea that's what he wanted so he wanted to bring together real life friends acquaintances relatives untrained actors and everybody to fill in the supporting roles like the the ear doctor that comes in to test the tinnitus that's happening in his ears that was his real doctor dr william shatlery md I think that's how you say his last name. That's his real doctor. Like, that's who he really brought in. And yes, like, again, Lady Gaga, those are her real dancers, her real choreographer, the hair and makeup people and the stylists that she has all there. They're all real. Dave Chappelle, that's his real daughter in the scene when they're all sitting down. He has his real beautiful daughter, which, like, brings in that whole aspect of, like, when he's talking about, like, the commentary on family uh, values and legacy is just, like, a whole new thing. Like One day you find a port. Say, I'm going to stay here for a few days. A few days becomes a few years. And then you forgot where you were going in the first place. And then you realize you don't really give a shit about where you was going because you like where you're at. He is bringing his whole family into this film. And it's really beautiful that Bradley Cooper just put so much love and heart into this film and wanted to make his his group, his people, his tribe, all a part of it. Will you marry me, Bradley Cooper? You should. If not, can I be your personal assistant or something? <laughs> like, I just want to... I'm not worthy. Like I, I know, he's pretty, he's pretty <laughs> a mercer. And I don't usually, I have nothing against white men, but there's not, they're not the thing that I'm normally attracted to. But B. Coop, B. Coop can get it. And he's been able to get it since whenever I realized who the fuck B. Coop was. (laughs) 
Even in even in Wedding Crashers, that's right. We talked about him yeah. in Wedding Crashers as well, which is probably the first time I personally remember him. I even liked him then. I was like, he's so cute. <laughs> Fucking dick. I hate, I hate him, so him. But he's so good in that movie. He's so good in that movie. And I love him. I can't believe that he's come so far to where he has made this amazing movie. Um, I was obsessed with him in Alias. I did like him in Alias. That You're right. That's right. I was obsessed with right. him in Alias. Like... But obsessed. I, there was a minute there. It wasn't until Wedding Crashers. I was like, who is this fine ass white boy with these blue ass eyes? Just looking at me. Bradley Cooper looks so much like fucking Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead in this movie. It was trippy. Oh, Did you see yeah, it? It was trippy. His like last scene yeah. where he turns around and he closes the garage and just the way that the light is like shining on him, expression on his face, the long hair, the long beard, the hat. I was just like, is this fucking Rick? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. So yeah, they could be doppelgangers. So that's really pretty can. cool. If they can't use them in The mm-hmm. Walking Dead, they can always be like, Bradley Cooper, I need you. Well, thank you, Bradley Cooper. We will talk about you again soon, I'm sure. Definitely, because Silver Lining Playbook was also a toss-up for which one I was going to do. But this, oh, but I'd rather one. talk about Lady Gaga. So that's why we picked this one. All right, so are you ready for some AKAs? I love AKAs. So this movie is basically called A Star is Born, The Star is Born. Classic. But if you went to like Lithuania, if you grabbed your vodka or gin and tonic and follow us, it would be called That's How a Star Was Born. (laughs) I like it. That is how a star is born. I also was born, which I think that that makes the movie more about Jack. Than about Lady Gaga, about Allie, if you put was born, right? Yeah, it does. It does change it. So I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. In New Zealand and in other parts of the world, especially here in America, I think also there is a version of this movie called A Star is Born Encore Version, which is a version that they put out in the theaters uh, probably a week after the Academy Awards. Oh. And it was only in theaters for a week, and they added an extra 12 minutes to the movie of footage, which I have not seen that version of the movie. I just know it exists. I haven't seen it either. Yeah, there's that version out there. What? So, yeah, we got to look for that on Encore. Dude, Encore for sure. So, if we headed on to Spain, this movie would be called A Star Has Been Born. When? <laughs> a Star Has Been Has born. Been Born. Yeah. That, I mean, has been. I feel like they're like calling out Jack. Has been. <laughs> See, this might be another one it's a about double Jack. Entendre, yeah. It's a He's a has been. Okay, mm-hmm. I like that. Well, if you go to Taiwan, this one's this is a good one. If you went to Taiwan, this movie would be called "The Birth of a Superstar." Ooh, the birth of a superstar. A birth of a superstar. I love superstar. it. Superstar. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. If you go to Ukraine, it's called Birth of a Star. But this Vietnam one is pretty good. The star flashes. Like a a flashing star. The flashing star. I like that. That's pretty, actually. The star flashes. The star flashes. AKA was not the funniest this week, but I did like some of these titles, so I did write them down. Yeah, I like it, too. 
Cray, 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 cray. So that's a little bit of the AKA's the birth of a superstar that has been star. That star was born, was born. Was born. All that. Cool. So do you want to talk about Lady Gaga? Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about the Gaga. Miss Gaga herself. So Lady Gaga. Oh my God. We never talked about her on the show before, have we? We have not had her on the show before at all but i love her if you've seen mm-hmm. american horror story oh my god the hotel, hotel. she's so awesome in that she also has a smaller part in roanoke on that mm-hmm. uh, same show very small though she's very small. the witch mm-hmm. but still like fucking kick ass and ryan murphy Crazy. can bring her back again I love her in the documentary Five Two. It's on Netflix. On Netflix, she's so little. Uh, besides an acting career, though, I mean, I hope you guys know she's an Grammy award-winning singer and artist. So I've been able to see her live for the Monster Ball tour. Oh my uh, god! Really? Yeah, it was super epic. She has done the most beautiful singles like Just Dance, Poker Face, Bad Romance, Alejandro. Alejandro. Uh, Alejandro. Ali Alejandro. <laughs> uh, she was awarded a Golden Globe for Best Actress for American Horror Story Hotel, yep. which if you haven't seen it, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite seasons. It is mine as well. It's Absolutely solid. Uh, her newest album, Chromomatic, is so good. And I hope you guys listen to it. I've listened to Rain On Me like a thousand times. I love Rain a, On, on me. me. <laughs> yes. So good. She uh, has a special relationship with Tony Bennett. They're really old friends. She loves him. They went on tour for like mm-hmm. a good year or two. They've done a couple of collaboration albums together. She is such a big I love her personally so much not just because she's an incredible visual artist and musician but also because she is very passionate and very dedicated to her family the LGBTQ community she's a huge advocate she isn't ashamed or afraid to be herself she's very unapologetically herself and she doesn't take any bullshit from anybody and she makes sure of it she makes a stance in every single song in every single tour in every single performance she's very strong she's very beautiful she was supposed to be in the uh, michael jackson's this is it concert series she is forced to be reckoned with she won best original song at the academy awards for the song shallow which she co-wrote with cooper and ronson and wyatt they were also collaborators and co-writers for shallow and they won such a good song song oh my god it's so good she put a lot of love and dedication and she she does say that there's a lot of parallels in her own life and approaching this character that she plays Allie. She brought a lot of uh, personal family recognition like the line when she says, "How many times you carry my piano up the stairs? How many times did you sit there while I wrote a song?" Okay, it's okay. How many times have you dragged my piano up the stairs? That was a direct line from her own life. Her father has been so supportive and loving and used to do it all the time. How many times have you sat next to me while I tried to write a song? Same (laughs) thing, dedicated to her father who was always there. She put so much love and real dedication into this part. She actually, the first time she watched a whole 
viewing of the first time she ever saw it she couldn't stop crying the entire time because she was so overwhelmed and found it to be so beautiful even her herself being in it she found it to be true and real and loved what bradley had done with the film and she became so attached to the characters themselves that she couldn't even be present for bradley cooper when he did the suicide scene she left him three dozen roses because she had to leave. Did you read that? That was so cute. I was I was like, oh, my God, because he wanted her to be there. He needed her there for emotional support, but she just couldn't do it um, because she just felt too much love and she just felt overwhelmed to be there. So I'd be she like, just Look, left. I could be there, but I'm going to need like a full bottle of something to drink and I need a fat blunt like to be able to be there because this sounds devastating to have to like watch my friend fake kill himself because that scene is very intense i love the way it's shot low for the majority of it like him getting out of the truck and rolling back onto his heels but catching it and and rolling back on his balls of his feet and him walking through the the garage and putting his hat down and like all the way it was shot was very well done you know, mm-hmm. you don't see anything. It's not graphic. And yeah. you only briefly see his face as he's deciding that this is this is it. And yeah. and it's it, it was beautifully shot. If I had to and see The puppy him, is on the outside. Just waiting. They did it very tastefully and it was very beautiful. She loved those characters. It was so sweet, though. What I thought was really cool. Sorry, it's not cool. I take that back. She put so much of her own personal self into this. I didn't know this, actually. I just, re- when I was doing my research this week, I didn't know that she had a friend who was suffering from cancer the entire time she was filming this film. And that last scene when she's singing uh, the song that Jack writes for her, I'll Never Love Again, 30 minutes before she was supposed to film that scene, her friend Sonia died from the struggle of cancer. And she actually left the set. She just took off. She didn't even tell anybody, but I think, I believe Bradley Cooper knew what was happening in her life. So he wasn't upset about it, but she left and she laid in her best friend's arms. She missed her by 15 minutes. And it was one of the most emotionally tolling scenes that she's ever had to do. And Bradley said, we can, we only have to do it one time if you want to. And she's like, no, I, I just want to sing for her. Yeah. And it was, it was so beautifully overwhelming to, look at that scene and, and know what she's going through and she sang it she she really put her whole heart into it and that last look is just too too much perfection it's too real and it was just acted beautifully truly beautifully so i never thought that i would fall i never thought that i'd find myself lying in your arms She has such dedication to her work. She's she thoroughly just throws herself into it. I think it what she did with this character is so beautiful. And they'll make another A Star is Born, I'm sure, but it'll never be as good as this for me. And oh, yeah. Out of she... all of this out of all of them, this is the best one. Yeah. But I think that each time I watch them, each generation gets better. Yeah. Each generation adds something that makes it feel better. Working in this one, they have more focus on mental health and mm-hmm. addiction and, you know, trying to get help and, you know, showing 
his backstory of saying like, you know, yes. this comes from like my dad was like this, you know, I tried to kill myself when I was like 12 or 13 and he didn't, he didn't even, even notice, notice or care. Like that says a lot. Yeah, uh, That says way more than, you know, you would even want anyone to have to go through a child. So, yeah. you know, that's something that all the other characters didn't get. They didn't get that. Mm-mm. Which just made her performance and her character, Lady Gaga's character, Ali, so much stronger. Is because you get to have this whole new interpretation of it. Because she's she has such a strong counterpart who has such a, a strong seated background. But one of my personal favorite little fun facts about the character, and then it was an also a, a running tradition for the Star is Born, is that so in the 1976 version with Barbara Streisand, how we mentioned already before, it's all Barbara Streisand's clothes. Like, that is for <laughs> real. Which also includes the fact that she is in Barbara Streisand, when she's marrying Christofferson, that's her wedding dress. That's her actual, one of her actual wedding dresses that she's wearing. What was really cool is that the costume designer for A Star is Born 2018 actually wanted to keep the tradition of using a real wedding dress. And so she gave Aaron Benach, who is the costume designer, she actually gave Lady Gaga her own wedding dress to wear in the filming of that scene when Ali and Jack Aww. get married. And it was kind of just like a beautiful little tribute to this 1976 to like have a real wedding dress be present. And it just made Lady Gaga was just so overcome with love and honor to be at that moment that it just made the entire scene so much more magical and beautiful for her. I always really appreciate it because and I feel bad. I know that we like to stay clear of stupid Hollywood drama in the show. Uh And poor Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga had to, like, deal with a lot of stupid people being like, oh, my God, are they having an affair? Oh, my God, are they in love? Oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. Like, all this bullshit, right? They they both handled it very well. Like, Lady Gaga said, listen, we were – we are – artists like this is what we were supposed to do we're supposed to make this love story and the fact that you feel like we really fell in love in real life i mean it just proves that we did our job but no we're not together in real life (laughs) like back off people like he has a girlfriend and a baby well at the time they're not together anymore i totally understand but wishful thinking i just want them to be together because i think they're perfect Okay, can I just like have like a really cool white Beyonce and Jay-Z kind of vibe going on with them? Like, can I please? But I mean, you had to remember that they're playing a character. Like, those are who they are. I definitely know. But when you see them perform live together and not like, oh, in the movie, but like, ooh, the Grammys, the Oscars, wherever the fuck they had to do their songs together, they still look like they in love. Now, yes, they are great actors. But I will not continue. I will not continue on this rumor. I'm just gonna have wishful thoughts. Wishful thoughts. Wishful thoughts. Which you know, respect. But I thought it was really beautiful. It made the whole scene magical for her to wear the actual wedding dress because you know there's just so much love that goes into getting a wedding dress and marrying your one true love in a wedding dress. So I think it just makes the whole scene really magical for me. So and I love Lady Gaga. I love you so much. I met her actually. Not like met met. We ran into each other at the airport, <laughs> which actually is really really sad though. Because did you know that whole thing with the French bulldogs that her mm-hmm. French bulldogs were kidnapped? Mm-hmm. I've seen them in real life. She was leaving an airplane, 
and she was walking them. And it was when I was leaving Los Angeles, you had just dropped me off at LAX and yeah. I was leaving from LA to New York. You told me I was there. just that close to Lady Gaga when I yeah. dropped you off to the fucking, you and Fish yeah. off to the airport. God damn it. I had just checked Fish on. I was sitting there. I was so stressed. I was wearing my top hat. I don't know if you remember. I was wearing my yeah, top hat. Yeah, because it couldn't fire. fit in anything. It wouldn't fit anything. <laughs> and I couldn't. So I'm sitting there with my headphones and my top hat. And all of a sudden, this beautiful woman is walking with her dogs through the airport. And I'm like, oh, my God. Is that fucking Lady Gaga? And I'm not joking. I'm sitting there. And she turns to me. And she's like, I like your look. And then just kept walking. And I was like, oh, my God, Lady Gaga just talked to me. Well, you lucky bitch. I know. I have loved Lady Gaga ever since she has come to our world. And she got me through college because I used to write on my hand or on a notebook. Just dance. It'll be okay. Like, I used to write that on things because I would stress out. And I'd be like, okay, just dance. It'll be okay. She got me through so much. That will always be on my dance mix forever like a dance playlist i'll always have it just dance bitch it'll be okay da da do do (laughs) (laughs) spin that record babe. yeah spin that record babe and so she literally that's what i always think of when i think of her it's just like just calm down and just dance it'll be okay yeah, or Bad Romance. I definitely sang drunkenly to Bad Romance at the top oh, of my lungs a couple of times. I have drunkenly sung to <laughs> almost all of her catalog within my life. So, But I love me some Gaga, and I'm so happy that she won an Oscar for this movie. I know, me too. Me She's too. getting closer and closer to being an Egotty. I know. I mean, she just kind of needs a Tony at this point. Yeah, she just needs to get a Tony. She just needs a Tony, and she will be in the presence of Whoopi Goldberg. Well, thank you, Lady Gaga. We'll talk about you again soon. You're beautiful. And uh, we'll see you around, girl. Thank you. Da-da-doo-doo, just dance. (laughs) Pa-pa-pa-poka-face-ma-ma-poka-face. Ma-ma-ma-ma. Are you ready to talk about the real star? Yeah, give me the real star of the show. What is it? Give it what what real star was born in this The movie? real star that was born in this movie was born in nineteen seventy three and it would be the beautiful house that Jack and Allie live in. Girl oh my God, that, it's beautiful. Yes, it is on one point fourteen acres. It's mm-hmm. four beds, three baths, and it is on Cold Canyon Road in Calabasas here in California. So Classic. I can definitely go drive by that. It's not too far from here. And But if you wanted to buy this beautiful house, it'd be about $2 million, over $2 million to buy this house. So if you got that change, do it. It is on 2,986 square foot home. And it was designed by Malibu architects Doug Rucker. And just like the film, it's... It was actually filmed inside as well because I just saw pictures of it and I'm like, oh, my God, they legit filmed in here. It's beautiful high ceilings, that bathroom, the tub, that's really from in the house. The bedroom when she walks in and they're laying on the bed together, the real room, the bathroom where her dad puts Jack's drunk ash in the shower. shower. That's really in the house. The little window box where she's sitting out and her friend's like, I can stay if if you want. That's really the house. Like, pretty much they filmed almost entirely in, in the house. I would totally suggest you guys go look at some of the pictures of the inside. 
gorge, gorgeous, gorgeous house. It's just beautiful. I would I would buy it if I was like a drunk person like him too and had all that goddamn money. Hell yeah. It's just beautiful. I love it. And they filmed so much in it that I thought most of it was like a cool stage, sound stage somewhere. But no, it, it seems like the majority of the time that them filming in this house is in this house. From what I can they see. did. They did a lot of real style filming. Like they went to real concert festivals, like Coachella and in Glastonbury and stuff. And they really. So I, I do not put it past Bradley Cooper to be like, no, no, we're getting this house and we're filming in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can talk about some of the concerts. You're right. They definitely filmed at Coachella. They mm-hmm. charged ten dollars for people to come in and watch them record their scenes on stage. They did have to lock all of their phones up before they were allowed to even come in, so nothing would leak. Super smart, which mm-hmm. most shows or movies do do. Yeah. They also came back again and was that stagecoach, which is also at Coachella. Mm-hmm. Same fairground as Coachella in Coachella. And they went to Willie Nelson concerts and did some there. Some of Lady Gaga's concerts were done with her doing it. So they really, all the audience people are real. They're not extras. They're not digitally added on there. They are real fans. Uh, I saw a video of him because like the first scene, they're definitely at Coachella. Yeah, that's definitely Coachella. You can see it. They have the Ferris wheel. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, y'all at Coachella. Okay, that's what's up. And I was just like, wow. I mean, that's super cool that you could hire all these extras or you really did it during a festival, which is a good idea to have people pay to come because then that means you got people who really want to be there and not people who just want to go so they can boo you know, and do something stupid. Yeah, be dicks. Yeah, know. I'd rather spend that $10 on buying an overpriced beer than, like, boo someone I don't really care about. It's absolutely. Yeah, so it was just really cool. It just feels really weird, real. It feels like mm-hmm. you're really at a concert. Which absolutely. Is, especially since we haven't been to a concert in over a year. Like, it's something I'm extremely missing. I know. So it was it's just... so weird. Yeah, it, it's just a great a great thing. Like, this one where yeah. she's playing at the end, where she's like, give it up to my house and Jackson. I know. My that's God. her. That's I'm pretty sure that's, that's her That's actually concert. her playing. Yeah, that's yeah. her. Well, no, yes, obviously it's her playing. But I, I think that's her concert. Oh, no, but I mean, concert. that's her concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I do believe that they didn't magnify her her in the when I was reading about this they didn't magnify her uh, sound they had people that were there that could hear it but they didn't make it because they didn't want to release too much of the music to the public yeah so so the music a lot of times when they were doing it they kind of were doing it without the backtracking playing to the audience it was just playing into like headset in for you know the rest of the band people so that they can all be on the same time yeah so because like her singing her first time going on stage singing it's just like if you watch it it's no music it's just her just it's belting just her it out yeah yeah and it's like oh you're so fucking amazing I anyone know, who says just... that bitch can't sing no. catch me outside how about that like exactly <laughs> exactly she's one of the realest singers that we've got out there right now yeah yeah great songwriter great, <laughs> great um, musician she's amazing she mm-hmm. is a talent you know she went to school to for arts music yeah, acting. NYU. yeah so th- this is what she does I-, I love live music i miss live music and i was happy to watch this movie because it did remind me like oh my god someday we'll be able to see artists again live and it would be so amazing 
Yeah. Speaking of live artists, can we just like give a shout out to my man real quick? Yeah. I don't know who we're talking about, but give it. Anthony Ramos. (sighs) I love Anthony Ramos. I just want to be best friends with him. I know. Like, super love that he found the love of his life and that they're married and they're so cute. But, like, I love him. (laughs) I love him. I love him. I love him. I I can't wait. You guys, he is huge in musical theater background. Lin-Manuel Miranda casted him in Into the Heights and then again in Hamilton. He will be in the film version of In the Heights. Heights, So get ready for that because it's going to come out. I can't wait. It's this summer, you guys. I love that show so much that I can't wait. Oh my God, I love it so much. I can't wait. So really stoked to see it. He's also in Spike Lee's. I don't know if you've watched it. She's got to have it on Netflix. They redid it. Yes, he is. He is, and he, he, I didn't recognize him. He plays him. Mars. Mm-hmm. No, because he, he does so well as, as embodying a character, mm-hmm. which is what I really appreciate about him. So he's in She's Gotta Have It, which I thought he was just too cute and adorable, this so little like, bike messenger. The bike messenger, yeah. And then he got to be uh, Ramon in this film, which I think he might be queer. I was going to say, did you find anything? Because just in listening to interviews about of him talking about this movie, it sounds like that's where he was coming from which is super perfect he said that it was a character that he normally doesn't go out for and Mm -hmm. he said that it's a character or a type of person that his whole life he was told that he should not be like which is Mm -hmm. a gay or queer person and he said when he read the side for this he didn't think that he was going to get it he didn't even kind of feel like he should go out for it but did it anyway and said it was like the best decision he ever made he like he got to find himself and and love himself and mm-hmm. yeah so it, it's it did sound like he was queer mm-hmm. but he never fully came out which i came out and it's said, not necessary which, i don't give yeah. a shit i exactly. just was like good because you did the best sassiest like little best gay friend that you could possibly mm-hmm. i like that he continually shows support through the film like he's there for her when she has her first concert and her first show and he consistently comes back and like peeps in to the the film itself so it makes me feel really lovely that and he's such a big part like i love it when he's just like like when they're in the, the drag bar yeah. and he's like i thought i was hallucinating yeah. for a minute <laughs> I know, he's like, uh, you, you don't want to come in here. My man, my man, uh, aren't you that, aren't you like... It's a bar, right? Yeah, but I don't know if this is your kind of place. They got so. alcohol? Well, yeah, but... Uh, it's my I, kind of place. <laughs> this really isn't your scene, this man. This really isn't your man. scene. He is awesome. I mean, yeah. he's the reason why they meet each other. Mm-hmm. And like I said, in all the other movies, she doesn't have that ride or die with her, which yeah. is something that celebrities now, rock stars, movie stars, they always the entourage kinda, is yeah, real. Yeah, they have their real entourage that you see all the time. You're like, I don't know who this guy is, but I always see him walking behind Lady Gaga. Like, you know, who is this? Oh, it's her childhood best friend. You know, they've been friends forever. And he, when he has weekends off, he comes and chills and goes to her concerts in Paris or whatever. Like, yeah. is a good friend of what you're supposed to do because he, exactly. he was the someone, he, I mean, he ditched work with her. Like, I'll be back. That's my favorite. Hey, Brian, I'm out. Find somebody else. Brian, I'll be back. I promise. Papa, I promise. Yeah, I won't. She's like, I won't. He's like, I, I promise. Won't. I'll I be promise back. I I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. 
<laughs> but I ain't missing a trip on a private jet right now to go to a concert. Like, I know. I'm not missing that. No. I'd be like, I can always get another job. I don't know what they were yeah. doing. They were like waiters or something. Yeah, I think they were in a catering company of some kind, like a, a events hall that had a, their own catering staff. I mean, if Bradley, Co- if Bradley Cooper you. fell in love with you and whisked you off somewhere, I'm coming. Yeah, you can come. And I Please. love that he comes and he spends the night. He had his own little freaks up he in his, his room. He was like, I don't know what you gonna do, girl. Yes, you can. Shake your titties Thank in his you. face or some shit and just fucking, you know what I'm saying? Take two shots and... Thank you so much for your help. You're so helpful. Let me know how it goes, baby. Shake your titties in his face. That's what it was. That's the line. Shake your titties in your face. I would have been like, I already did. I shake my titties in everyone's face. Of course, she comes back, and there's Bobby just getting him in bed. And he warned her too. He's like, "You think he drinks too much? You have no idea." <laughs> I sad. personally would have dipped because you think? I, yeah, I'm not a per, like. I mean, I would have spent the night. I'm not going to dip like that night, but I don't think I would have mm-hmm. kept it up. I'm not a fan of having to take care of a grown ass person who can't handle their yeah. liquor, who can't I handle it. it. On a normal basis. It's one thing if it's your birthday, it's Halloween, your, you know, your significant other broke up with you. I'm okay with those random times. But if it's like a daily occurrence, which it is a daily occurrence. And it this, becomes a, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Like she said, I'm not going to come. Next time you run away, I'm not coming to look for you. <laughs> I would say things like that too. The next time you're yeah. drunk, I'm not coming to take care of you. She does. She, I, I do respect that, that she always tries to put her foot down. But she, you do realize that they are very much in love. She's in love with them. Yeah. And when you when you have that kind of love for a person, it, it does blind you a little bit. And you do make – you make excuses for them and you will support them. But I do respect that she always – no, but she always sticks her ground. She's like, you're not doing this. Like, why are you acting jealous, boy? Like, why are you I know. I like right that. Now? I wish she would have wrote a song about that. That's what I thought was going to come from that. I was like, ooh. Maybe she's going to write a song about Jealous Boy. Like, you know, like, get your shit together, Jealous Boy. And he'd be like, what the fuck? Like, Nothing better than that stupid ass, look at those jeans song. <laughs> look at that ass in those jeans. Yeah, I know. Jeans. He was not wrong. That that, he was not wrong that that song sucked. Okay. No, he wasn't. That was embarrassing. Not everybody has amazing songs all the time. Some of the songs just suck. And it's okay. So let's move on. Yeah, um, let's keep going. Anthony Ramos. And we will talk about you again because we are going to do Into the Heights for Musical Month. I mean, Anthony Ramos, I'm waiting. I mean, we can still do Hamilton for Musical Month, too. Yeah, because it's on Disney Plus right now. It sure is. And I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do make that into a movie. Oh, no, it is def- it's definitely happening. That's Yeah. They already talked about it. but um, Oh, they have? They've confirmed? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it sounds great. I love him. I'm glad that he got to step out of his box and play a character that might be closer to who he really is or just a character that just resonates with women like us in the world who needs our best gay queer friend to be there for us and to push us onto the stage like girl you better get on the stage go sing the song i know he's just like don't he was like right behind her like tapping her like come on just go i know he's sitting there he's like come on come on you can see him he's just like go 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 come on go 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 like but like a nice mom from the side yeah. Right? Like, I'm not pressuring you, but, like, get your ass out there. <laughs> yeah. She felt like shit. Like, what am I doing? I, why did I think that I could do this? He's like, bitch, you look like a star. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You look the part. You sound the part. Like, go out there, shake your titties in your ass, 
and get out there and sing. And she's great. And she's she's great. Can I tell you that this movie took 42 days to shoot? It was only 42 42 days of shooting, yes. But it took three years for him to get to those 42 days. Jesus. (laughs) Dedication. Dedication. Can we talk about some of my favorite cameos in this movie? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the drag queens because (gasps) I love them. I love, I love. I love them. Yes. So there are two featured drag queens in this movie that are famous if you're in the drag world. Yeah, if so you're Paul, you know them. If you don't know them, the blonde who got Jack to sign her, her fake titties. Yeah, yeah. You're signing my boobs? Sure. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. oh my God. Give me a Sharpie. Her Jackson titties. Her Jackson. Look, I got my Jackson titties Jackson on. That's my favorite. Dante, come here. I got my Jackson titties on. She even put her, ba- her titties back on for their little video. Like, yay. <laughs> Can you just sing me a song? What song? Any song, but just any song. Just, just stare look, at me. Just stare at me while you sing it. Like very creepy. Love her. Willem is one of my favorites. I know. She was on season four of RuPaul's Drag Race, and uh, legendarily had to leave. She got disqualified, bitch. And I think that it sucked because she probably could have won. She was very hilarious. Oh, she was uh, very she's hilarious. Gorgeous. She's really talented. And very talented. And then. Our second queen, who has the bus driver wig on. I love that line. I think it's hilarious. Bitch, can you get out off that stage and come help me close this bar, please? Don't talk to me like that in that bus driver wig, girl. Oh, I know you did not. Would you have a street appointments tonight, <laughs> sister? So oh. funny. It's Shangela. Shangela, La Laque- baby. Waldell. I think that's what it is. She was on season three of RuPaul's Drag Race and season three of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star. She is amazing as well. And I love seeing her drag. It's grown. Yeah, it's grown. Yeah. She, Her makeup and her style is way better than when the first time we saw her till now. She's a classy, fassy lady. So good. But they were not supposed to have as many lines as they initially ended up having in this movie. They were supposed to have like very basic, bold, like dull lines kind of move the plot along but nothing like what we get in this movie bradley cooper liked hanging out and talking to them so much that basically none of the original dialogue is in the movie for them it's all improv from these it's queens. all improv and you picked really good queens for that these queens are great at the quick comebacks and the the funny oh, jokes cool. and keeping the energy up so you if you did if he didn't know who they were initially he found out who they were yeah. on that set. And as soon as they popped up, I was like, oh my God, Willem, girl. Yes. Oh my God, Sandra. I can't believe you bitches are on here. This is awesome. Yeah. Of course, Lady Gaga would be the only straight woman singing at a gay club. I have personally sang at a gay club uh, for my birthday one time. <laughs> I was not I was not dressed appropriate for the ladies of the show, but they did let me go up and sing a couple bars. So I totally agree that it's awesome. Another thing about that scene is that's kind of how the way that scene was comes about of him seeing her singing on Leon Rose. Oh, Rose, yeah. which I fucking love that song. I do too. Was he went to a charity event 
and Lady Gaga was there and she sang that song in French. And mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, my God, that's my star is born right there. I yeah. need to talk he to saw her. her that he went to her the next the day. Next day. And he was like, you have to be in this film. He saw, her, he saw her that night and said, I want you to be in the movie. And she's like, OK. <laughs> and then the next day he called. And he was like, no, bitch. Like, when can I come over to your house so we can talk? Like, this isn't like, oh, yeah, you should be. No, bitch. Like, I'm get, drop drop a pin. Where are you? When am I coming? Mm-hmm. And exactly. they sat and they talked. And he felt that she was perfect. She didn't know if he was perfect for this. So she mm-hmm. made him sit by the piano and they sang together. They recorded themselves singing together. And once she heard him sing, she was like, oh my God, you're my Jack. Like, this is perfect. Yeah. And so... They sang a clear, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival's Midnight Special on his iPhone. Yeah. So that he... I did see the footage of that. Did you see it? Yeah. It's so it's cute. so good. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, you guys. And that was the, that is what the he, the he gave the producers. He's like, this is Ali. This is who it's going to be. And they said, okay. They were like, fine. I mean, I wouldn't so turn saying, down Lady Gaga anyway. I'd be like, one, we no. know she can act because we saw her in American Horror Story. She's mm-hmm. famous, so people are going to come just to come. Like, she's um, like, you know, a Barbara Streisand of her time. So mm-hmm. that makes sense. Okay. Like, that shouldn't Absolutely. have been. It, I feel like it shouldn't have been as much pushback as he did get for having her. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable that they felt that way. Yeah. My favorite cameos have to be at the Grammys. Sam Elliott makes the comment, Bobby, he's just like, they got this young kid to sing, you know, instead of you. Sorry about this. That's Marlon Williams, who is a huge bluegrass singer. He is from New Zealand. So he shows up and then he sings a duet with Brandy Carlisle. And you're like, oh my God, it's so good. So those are two huge uh, artists in the bluegrass, folky, alternative I rock I figured style. that they were somebody, but that's, like I said, that's not my jam. So I did not, you know, fangirl out. No, for sure. Like, but I love Brandy Carlisle. So see Brandy Carlisle, I was like, oh my God, so excited. So that was like my favorite cameos for sure. I mean, besides RuPaul's, Willem and Shangela. I mean, they were amazing. Were very good as... Those were so good. We did get like Eddie Griffin. He plays. That's right. Dave He's Chappelle's the preacher. Cousin. He's the preacher who marries yeah. them. So he has a small little part. I fucking love it. Alec Baldwin comes in for like a, a smidget just to be like, Allie. Like, he, yeah. how much did he get paid for that? That had to be like a two take max three if you were just, just because. Like, all he did was walk, walk onto the stage. And say her name, which is something he's done a million times. Because how many times has he hosted Saturday Night Live? Like, was he just on SNL's like soundstage? And they're like, "Oh, Alec, will you do this for us?" Like, well, last season that? he was a regular because yeah, of because he was doing the Trump. orange dude in the office. But other than Cheeto that, guy. Cheeto guy, Lunell. We talked about her. She played Eddie mm. Murphy's uh, aunt on Dolomite. She's a store clerk who just like. Very rudely sneaks a picture. Not even sneaks. Like she just at least turned the, the sound off. Turn the sound off. The flash off. Bitch, you in a grocery store, you don't need a flash. <laughs> but see, this is what kills me though. I don't understand why people do that. Um, what do you get from that to be able to like? I mean, isn't it just an honor enough to be like, oh, you're here? Like, and I will always like. What is the point on having to take the photo? I hate that phrase. Is it that stupid phrase like no photo ever didn't happen? Like I hate that phrase because Um, it's such crap i feel like the only way to me it's acceptable is if 
that person is your Will Smith. If it's yeah. your number one person that you named your dog, your kid after, you've had a birthday cake with his face on it, your childhood doors had pictures of him all over the place. I'm speaking about myself here. I know. If I, <laughs> if I happen to, you know, be working somewhere and Will Smith came i don't know if i'd be able to handle like oh my god i've loved you more than i've loved anybody in my whole life like oh my god i think that it would be hard now if bradley cooper happened to come by i don't know if i would go take a picture not that i don't love bradley cooper because i do but it's not as deep and like i need it because he's my will smith <laughs> mm-hmm. um, well, I respect that. so i i get that Bradley Cooper, I might have to just be like, oh, my God, you guys, I met Bradley Cooper. He came. You believe me? I'm not going to lie. No, I would never lie. I would, I mean, I would never. I would completely believe you. Why? Silly to make that kind of crap up. So is there any more cameos you want to think? That's all I can remember. I mean, Halsey introduces at the Grammy. But, yeah, that was pretty much it. So let's go ahead. Let me just give you, like, a brief little fun facts about Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. First time on our uh, show. First time I've seen him in like 20 years. I don't remember the last time I've seen Andrew Dice Clay. The Dice Man. The Dice Man is known as like a chain smoking, foul mouth comedian of like the 80s. And like his catchphrase would be like, oh, that's what he would say at the end of everything. Like, yeah. And your mother sucks dicks in hell. Oh, like it would just be like something stupid like that. Like he would just say and, and owe it out. And because he was such a foul mouth, like MTV ended up banning him because he kept cursing on live TV. And they're like, bitch, you're banned for life. I mean, they lifted it so he can go on MTV now if he'd like to. But at that point, he was banned. Like I said, he was a chain smoker and he would smoke like, you know, a whole pack during a set on stage. And he quit smoking in 2001. So even though his character is like, what did I say about smoking in this house? Outside. Who are you? Well, mine. It's my house. I know it's your house. But you smoke too. All right, forget it. I can smoke him. It's my house. I can smoke in here. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't, he doesn't really smoke. smoke. But he does still carry an unlit cigarette while he does his stand-up because it's just so ingrained into like That's who how he, he does is. It. Yeah. People kind of like fell off of the way that his comedy was and he did not hold up. So like seeing him in this movie was just like, oh, I forgot that you were a thing. You know, he did a great job. I thought that he was a very good dad. Um, I think so, too. He, he he brought a lot of heart to the character. He did. Like, the whole scene where, you know, he has to put Jack in the shower, and he's just like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> like, he's just pissed. Mm-hmm. You ruined my baby's, like, big moment. Like, what the I hell? I know. And the thing is, is that the way that he calls him dad, remember when he comes to the house and he goes into her bedroom, she's like, who let you in? He's like, dad let me in. Like, how naturally he just like called him his own father because he needs a father figure. And here he, this man is that obviously she has a very strong connection with. Like from that moment on, Mm -hmm. I just felt like he was approved of by dad. Like he, he was welcomed into the family and to betray the family like that by like humiliating. It's, it's hard. It's hard. And that's why he, when he's in rehab and he's like, and your dad, you know, like, I didn't mean to do that to your dad. And he's like, yeah. my, and she says it like without even like thinking. She's like, my dad loves you. My it's dad fine. Loves you. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. 
know. You should be more mad that I'm mad at you than my dad. Like, let's let's focus on <laughs> he's yeah. going to be fine. As long as I'm fine, he's fine. But I don't even think at that point, I don't even think she was mad at him anymore. She was, she I wasn't. think she was actually in that in that moment. She's proud of him that he he spent two months in rehab to get himself better. Like, that's, that's why she's like, should I come home? Are you coming home? Like, is I that know. still a thing? You met me when you were drinking. So I don't know if you'll still like me like now. But it doesn't matter because their love is real. Their love is real. Andrew Dice Clay, he did a great job. Did a great uh, job. That scene Welcome where back to the fold, buddy. Yeah, like the scene where he's sitting there and they're like eating and she's like, eat your dinner. I mean, you're, whatever. I don't even know what time what we're eating here. Like he just feels very like, did I do like, how do I help fix this? Like he feels very mm. vulnerable and she's just like that. You didn't do anything but just be awesome. Be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> just be just be you be as supportive as you've always been. Mm-hmm. Just know that this is the life that I want and just be supportive as you always have. And he is. He's so good. I mean, he does say some shitty shit at the beginning where he's just like, sometimes even if you're talented, you just don't get it. You know, you just don't. And she's like, bitch, I'm tired. You're sitting here talking shit about me. Like, what the fuck? Go to work. All right. All you old ass bitches who smoke and do the racing sheets, get out. (laughs) Go to work. And I do love that, sucks, like, yeah. the one friend comes with them to the Grammys. And he's like, you got a good vinyl <laughs> over vinyl there. Collection. He's like, hey, Jack, that's like an incredible um, collection of vinyl you have in there. Take whatever you want. It's yours. Take whatever I want. He just said, take whatever you want. <laughs> he's talking to the wrong guys. Did he just say, does he even know who he's talking to? He doesn't to? know <laughs> who he's talking to. That is totally me because... I, me and Lenny love vinyl and like we definitely would have been like oh my god he would have came and half of his collection would have been gone I would have been tripping yeah. I would have been like before we go to the cream he's like oh shit let me put this, let me to put this in let me put this in my fucking uh, and then suitcase. I throw him in the shower and I'm like definitely taking that fucking Stevie Nicks I didn't want to like, take now it now I'm taking it I felt bad for taking your original Beatles album but you know what bitch after tonight I feel bad I'm gonna pee on your Beatles ass. <laughs> I won't pee on your I know you. I know you're just kidding. I, I know you're. I know you're just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't mess up our original. No. no, you wouldn't. So let's talk about Sam Elliott, who plays Bobby. He plays Jack's Beautiful. brother, way older Mr. brother. I love the joke where he's just like. We couldn't, play, we couldn't play together because otherwise I think we're a father and son team. Like, because he's so much older. Um, which I think is hilarious. The very first scene that they shot, I believe for the entire movie, was the scene between Jack and Bobby where they fight, where he comes in and he's like, you sold the fucking ranch! And he's just like yeah. fucking pissed and he yells at him. Uh, that was, you know, Elliot's like first day on set. And he said after doing that, he decided that he was going to play up Bobby's raw, like, heartbreak over his brother. It was just like how no matter what he does, he wants to help him, wants to make him the best that he can. But it mm-hmm. he don't want to. He's hard-headed. He doesn't want to listen. He doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to do that. Like, all that fucking shit. And so he just played it up, which gave him so much sympathy, which makes, you know, the end of with him and Ali sitting there talking about, you know, heard some kid playing his music one or singing his music. And I got real angry. I wish I could do his, do his voice real. I can't. (laughs) 
<laughs> he's just so he he does a great a great job. We have previously talked about him in our very first episode we ever did, The Big Lebowski. Plays like the narrator, the cowboy. But I love him. He showed up in so many other movies. He kind of is typecast as this type of character with this accent. And he's very, he's usually very calm and cool and collective kind of character who always has some sort of wisdom to pass on. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he does the good. But to see him like cuss and be pissed in this movie was, to me, felt different because I just didn't feel like what I'm used to seeing him as. But he did a fantastic job. Yeah. I love him. I we're gonna talk about him again for sure because I love him in Roadhouse and I really want to do Roadhouse. 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 I can't wait. Uh, I love that fucking movie. So I mean he's in so many good films. Yeah. Uh, and I super love him too because in the movie in that fight scene he's just like, Why'd you steal my sound? you know. You do the fact that you were no fucking good. I was no good, why'd you steal my fucking voice? He's like, because you didn't have anything to say. He's like, I steal my voice. He's like, because you didn't have anything to say. You were too proud to play my music I wrote for you, bitch. So I took your voice and sang my songs. And what's super funny is that Bradley Cooper did try. Like, he he would specifically say, I want to sound like Sam. I want my voice to be as deep and raspy as Sam Elliott's. Yeah. And that was his inspiration when he was doing the dialect coaching. He's like, I just need to get that low. He did not sound like sexy Bradley Cooper that we know and love. No. He definitely sounded like Sam Elliott. And it was the line where he says, like, why'd you steal my voice is hilarious because immediately you're like you did steal his motherfucking voice that is him you did Uh, steal his voice (laughs) the funny thing is is that bradley really wanted sam elliott to be in the movie he kept asking Mm -hmm. him and he kind of was just like i'm busy i have this blah 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 blah. and finally he met up with him at bradley's house and bradley was just like please so can i just like play you something don't freak out but i'm gonna play you something and he played like a tape of him talking and singing and he Sam Elliott was like it was very weird because you can totally tell that he's like you know trying to get to the type of voice that I already have and Mm -hmm. it just showed how badly he wanted me to be in the movie that like even if I'm not in the movie Jack's Jack is going to be this is what Jack's going to be yeah. And so, like, it just makes it perfect. Because that line where he's like, why'd you, why'd you steal my voice? You're like, bitch, he did. Yo, he, he did. He straight up. Bradley Cooper, he ursula you, man. He yeah. fucking went in there and took Big your voice time. out of your fucking... Good time. <laughs> he ursula her. So Unbelievable. I thought that was awesome. I think that is a great detail. I think that mm-hmm. that just shows how fully formed Bradley thought about all of this. Everything everything and i applaud you you sexy white blue-eyed man (laughs) i love you love you baby okay uh one of the screenplay writers uh who originally started formulating and writing the stars born that we have read his name was will fetters he admitted that when he first started to approach the project he wanted to make the character of Jack really take in the 
personification of Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And and Fetter says he was strongly inspired by Kurt Cobain and like his, his dealing with fame and having to live in a relationship that both were huge artists and having to balance that, the scheduling issues and, and all of the, the torturous soul that he was feeling and how fake he felt the real musical industry was. And, uh, it's amazing. It's a, and I, and you can see it too. You can see a lot of Kurt Cobain in Jack. Yeah. I thought that too. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was really, really interesting. I mean, we really didn't touch, but there are so many people that were considered for this movie because they've been talking about doing this movie for so long, like really far back. Well, I mean, I think that it's always on a list to remake because like I said it's been remade so many times and they all make money and as long as you put the right stars in it you know people are gonna go see it like they even said uh, uh, Jamie Foxx almost did it with Aaliyah with Aaliyah in 2000 in 2000 yeah are you not Aaliyah fan yes but I don't think that she was that great of an actress that's that's the only thing like I love her I think that she does good but like to do something as emotional as this character, mm-hmm. I don't want a. I I want a musician who can act. Like yeah, I don't want well, just a musician. They were also thinking Mariah Carey, but then we all saw glitter. Okay, I mean, I'm just kidding. I love she glitter. Can act? Did you not see her in Precious? Precious. Yeah, man. That's actually. <laughs> she can act. Yeah, she can act. She can act. But I mean, glitter is like a star is born, though. Kind of. Kind of. A cheap star is born. It really is. Okay, so are you ready for Z for the people? Uh, yes. yes. So this... Girl, don't make me cry. Z, Z for the people is called Born This Way Foundation. It was founded by Miss Lady Gaga and her mama, Lady Mama. <laughs> I love that lady. That's mama. not her name, but I'm going to call it is that. now. It is, yeah, now. it is now. So Lady Gaga and Lady Mama started this foundation called Born This Way, named after her song and album. And this was created, I think it was in 2011, 2012. And mm-hmm. Lady Gaga wanted to have this foundation with her mom because she got to know a lot of her fans or hear their stories and basically heard that you know these kids have issues emotional issues mental health issues that are just kind of being glazed over and that it's just not fair so she wanted to do something about it and so she started this foundation with lady mama and Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm keeping it i'm keeping it lady gaga i know you're a fan (laughs) tell lady mama what's up So this foundation, their aim, their goal is making kindness cool to validate the emotions of young people and to eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health. So Lady Gaga does this foundation does research on young people and mental health and if what different treatments will help them. She tries to inspire them. She lets these children come together and tell their stories and they use these stories as teaching moments to other people 
it's just really great. I definitely think that if you are a Lady Gaga fan or if you have a young child who is like in junior high through high school, this is a great thing. She's also doing things to go through schools to help teachers along with students understand mental health and the terms and the way to speak about it and to learn the signs in yourself and in other people so that, you know, more people can get help. So if you are, if you want to donate your time or donate your money, go ahead and go to bornthisway.org, I believe, bornthiswayfoundation.org for her nonprofit charity. I think it's great. I think it fits perfectly into this movie. That's my Z for the people. Uh, Yes. uh. I love that. Thank you so much. I think that's beautiful. And they've been going on strong for 10 years. How amazing is that? Uh Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for drinking with me. Thank you for talking with me. It was so much fun. It was a nice reprieve of a very strange day. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. Thanks for checking us out. You can... uh, Look for us and find us on all of your streaming podcast websites. Oh, um, you're listening to us now, so you know. But just in case, there's other places out there. There's a uh, Spotify, Player FM, Flossed in Paradise. Podcast Paradise. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. We're loving to make videos for you guys. Love sharing information, making cocktails, all that fun stuff. Don't forget you can email us at Lights, Camera, Cocktail, No S. Get the S out of here. At gmail.com with any close encounters you might have, any film recommendations, any cocktails you want to try out. And guys, we have some really fun and exciting things happening in the near future. So hit us up. We love sharing with you. And thank you for drinking and having a good time with us. We appreciate it, you little movie maniacs. Yes. Do you want to tell the the movie that you picked last for next week? You guys. Okay. So for our movie crush segments... I get to pick our final film, and I'm sure you guys have noticed over the time that I cannot stop talking about Keanu Reeves. Who? Because, oh, who? who? <laughs> Never heard of him. <laughs> and I love every, I like, oh, I love all of his films, but we're, I decided because it hits a lot of crush as well, mm. we're going to do Point Break. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we're doing it. It's happening. It is happening, and I'm so excited. I'm excited that we have not had a Keanu movie on here at all. Ever. And that you get to pop get the to, cherry. I get to... Uh, Keanu! <laughs> <laughs> I love you! So, you guys get ready, because I am going to seriously freak out next week. I'm not going to lie. Talking about Keanu and Patrick Swayze. Ooh. I was about to say, what about... Mr. Roadhouse himself. I know. I love no one puts Patrick Swayze in a corner, bitch. No, not when, <laughs> unless there's Keanu. Keanu puts Patrick Swayze in a corner, bitch. He does. No joke. He absolutely does. And you got Laura, Lori Petty, too. Lori Petty is a hot little crush as well. But honestly, we're doing this for Keanu. And it's just like a fun. We get to do a really great action crime film, which we all know Zenobia loves crime films. Ladies and gentlemen, HBO Max got what you need. So if you got an HBO Max, then I need you to like get on it. Just just get your life together because this is what we do now. This is what we do. (laughs) 
So thank you so much, you guys, for joining us. We love you. We appreciate you. This is another episode done in oh the can, as they say. It's in the can. Our star is born. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Lights, Camera, Cocktails. It should just, the whole billboard should just be your nose. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>